Hey, hey, Radiant One, this is Lily, and I have a great episode for you that I've been excited to share for a little while about the power of good digestion and all about the different types of digestion and how we get in balance and what steps we can take with this Ayurvedic wisdom to balance our digestion for optimal health. And before I launch into it, I want to share this poem that just came to me yesterday because I think what's most important to me these days, what I'm integrating, what I'm sharing, is how important it is to attune to the vast wisdom, the inner intelligence of our own bodies. And we can then use that as a guiding force to integrate the knowledge we get from external sources, such as the information that I'll present in this podcast. First, we need the inner compass of our own body's intuition. And this poem came to me last night that I'd like to share. It's called, A Language All My Own. There's a mystery inside of me, a language all my own, that so far even I don't know, but I'm learning how to listen. It's a language of sensations, attractions, aversions, and reactions. But the world outside is so loud, it's hard to listen with all those sounds. But when I find some quiet place, and sit a while and make some space, and learn that I've been so aware of everything else going on out there, but not so tuned in to the sound beneath my skin. I take a breath and unclench my jaws and give myself a sacred pause. What comes through is so much truth. I'm not fluent yet, but I'm learning to be. I'm studying the textbook of my inner body. She's giving me direction within each subtle reflection, how to know my yeses and nos, when to stay and when to go, how to nourish and when to cleanse, when to celebrate and when to mend, when to rise and when to sleep, what to release and what to keep, how to be with the feelings that come and not cover up or numb. I'm learning this is the secret to my power and how to let my intuition flower. And the most amazing part I'm learning about this tender heart is that all along this other tongue was always my original mother tongue. We have forgotten ladies and gents that were born with an inner intelligence. They don't teach us this in school, but you can develop your own tool and really it's essential if you care to be respectful of your own being as a temple. So with that, I will offer you this wisdom from Ayurveda, which came to the ancient rishis, the seers, who were steeped in deep meditation and they were so connected with their inner wisdom, they were channeling the wisdom that is eternal of consciousness. And so these messages from the ancient teachings, when you are connected with your own inner wisdom, they will strike a chord. They will 
land with you in the ways that they need to. And I hope that you enjoy. And one more thing I want to say is that I would love for you to check out the fall rejuvenation women's retreat in which we'll be practicing these principles of good digestion and we'll be giving ourselves this sacred pause to mend our body, our soul, our hearts with some time together out of the busyness of the world in sacred sisterhood at a beautiful Deer Hill Expeditions. I will be there with my amazing guest instructors and incredible chefs and we'll be nourishing ourselves with Ayurvedic cooking and ritual and yoga and dance and song and tuning in and sharing and listening so you can check that out at awakenedheart.org I will mention it again at the end of the episode but it's coming up soon so I wanted to let you know there's only a few spots left and I I know it's going to be an incredible weekend it's really affordable and I'd love to have you be a part of it so take a look awakenedheart.org slash fall retreat and enjoy this episode on the incredible and essential power of good digestion. Hey, it's your girl Lily here for another episode of Your Inner Radiance. Today I want to talk about something so important to our well-being, which is our digestion. Our digestion actually has the power to give us so much health or utter disease. According to Ayurveda, digestion is the most powerful indicator of our overall health. In fact, there is a quote by one of the the major texts of Ayurveda from ancient times called the Charaka Samhita, where he wrote, strength, health, longevity, and vitality are all dependent upon the power of digestion. So in Ayurveda, digestion, the word for digestion is actually Agni. And Agni is also the word for fire. So our digestive power is also thought of as the fire in our belly. And the fire in our belly is responsible for assimilating our food, but also our experiences of life. And so we want a healthy, balanced fire inside to be kindled and to be burning, to assimilate and digest and process everything we consume from the things we put into our mouth to the things we hear and experience, our relationships and our traumas. So it's an important thing to consider and I think it's I think many people understand at this point how important it is but there's also so much confusing information out there. So I'd like to offer uh, this episode as just a perspective, Ayurveda's perspective on digestion. It's not going to be a lot about specifics on what to eat. Because, you know, it is important, of course, what you eat. And I'll focus more on eating for your dosha in another episode. But just as important as what you eat, actually, is how you eat. And the ways in which you are consuming. So that's really what I want to offer today. I also want to preface this with... Just really be gentle with yourselves as you listen to this and as you try to take on any new practices. I'm going to offer a ton of information, 
but really just see like some of these things you're already doing for sure. And some of these things might seem like something you want to try to do. And some of them might seem like too, you know, too out there or too hard or just not, not going to work for your lifestyle. And that's okay. I do not want you to feel like I'm saying that you should try to take on every principle of good digestion in this episode. Ayurveda actually thinks it's really important to take things slow and to honor what's already working for you and to honor your culture and to implement change slowly in a way that feels manageable and works for you. And also, I want to say that, you know, we're looking to balance our digestion perhaps more than it may be if we're having any digestive issues, but we're not looking to find perfect balance. Now you hear balance can be used as a verb or as a noun. So I said, we're looking to balance our digestion. It's a verb. We're not striving for a perfect balance. That's a noun. So just remember, balance is a verb here. And uh, we're not striving for perfection. In fact, the more that I have considered this word perfect and perfection, I'm really getting tired of it. And let me say that in the yogic teachings, there is this uh, concept, a beautiful concept, which I believe in, which says that in, in the duality of feminine and masculine, that the feminine is, is nature and the masculine is this underlying structure that is this perfect uh, universe that we all exist in. And like our higher selves are, you know, this perfect light. And that's true. There is this part of us beyond our individual ego and this incarnation that is perfect in all the ways, exactly as we are, because we're connected to that great source. And at the same time, the the teachings of Shakti, the feminine power, the feminine principle, say that nature, this manifest form of reality in which we find ourselves, this beautiful growing, changing, messy life and this body is chaotic and imperfect and meant to be that way. And we're not meant to be perfect. If you look at nature, it's beautiful and it's chaotic. It's messy. It's changing. There's destruction and rebirth and birth and destruction are both messy processes. And so when you're trying to think about your health, just remember there is no perfect place to arrive to because everything's always in flux. The only thing constant is change. And if you're striving for perfection in any way, in your digestion, in what you eat, in how you look, in how you speak, in how you treat people, uh, any way you're striving to be perfect, it's only going to end up in disappointment and frustration because that it's impossible to achieve perfection so let's just like kind of put that word away for a while and just strive to be fully human yeah let's do that so I do want to give you this information from Ayurveda which I've been you know studying for so many years and so much of my master's program is dedicated to this Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about some signs of balanced Agni, some signs of poor Agni, poor digestion. I'm going to tell you about the four types of Agni, according to Ayurveda. 
I'm going to talk about the causes of poor Agni, and then I'm going to share about the principles of good Agni, how to how to get to that place of better balance in your digestion. So let me start with sharing how Ayurveda sees balanced Agni. So there are some clear signs to look for um, when you're paying attention to your body to know if you are if you are really processing things well, how your digestion is doing. So balance Agni or Sama Agni will show up as you generally having good energy and healthy skin. And it's like a feeling that when you eat food, you get more energy after eating rather than feeling sluggish or tired. Balance Agni uh, also shows up as a healthy, good appetite. You like to eat food. You have a, a pretty strong but not overly robust appetite. You have regular bowel movements, which means you poop at least once every morning. And it should be well-formed and easy to pass and minimum gas and bloating. And your poops are not very stinky. So yes, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We are going to talk about poop sometimes on this show because it really is an important sign to, to pay attention to from your body about things going on in there. Um, so uh, kind of on the opposite side of that, if you look at your body and you're having feelings of heaviness and fatigue after you eat, those are signs of poor Agni. Other signs of poor Agni is irregular bowel movements, not happening first thing in the morning, happening irregularly, not every day. Um, those are not good signs that things are, are working well in your digestive tract. If you experience a lot of gas and bloating, and things like acid reflux, heartburn, diarrhea, constipation, uh, those are all signs of poor Agni or low Agni or possibly overly high Agni. Uh, also, if you're experiencing dry or hard uh, bowel movements, like little pellets, and it feels difficult to pass, it's a lot of effort, and or if it smells really bad, if it feels incomplete, if they're sticky, if you have really bad breath and body odor, if you have acne and rashes, these all could be signs of poor digestion. Uh, if you have little appetite and also inflammation of all types, all can be signs of poor digestion. So I mentioned Sama Agni. That is actually one of the four types of Agni according to Ayurveda. So sama means balance. Like if you do yoga and you've ever heard that term, samastitihi, it means balanced standing pose. Sama agni means balance agni. And then there's three other kind of tendencies, digestive tendencies, and they tend to correlate with the doshas. If you haven't yet listened to my episode about the fundamentals of Ayurveda and the three doshas, that will be helpful here uh, to kind of connect the dots. So there's a digestive tendency called Vishama Agni, and it relates to the Vata Dosha. So a Vata tendency, especially when out of balance, is that you would experience very irregular bowel movements. You would have a tendency to dry stool and constipation, a lot of gas and bloating, and also occasional diarrhea because the one thing that really characterizes vata 
overall is irregularity. So it could be sometimes dry, it could be sometimes wet. It's kind of uh, hard to predict and all over the place. So that's Vishama Agni. And then there's another t- tendency called Tikshna. Tikshna means sharp. And this relates to the pitta dosha. So a pitta type digestive imbalance would be where you have very fast digestion. And, you know, generally you want to have strong digestion, but if it goes, you know, a balanced fire, like if you had a fire burning in your fireplace or out in a fire pit, if it was really dim, you know, you would try to kindle it, you would add some wood, but you also wouldn't build it up so strong that it would be out of control and there would be, you know, it would be threatening to spark up into the trees or start to flow out into the into the grasses around. So you need it to be balanced. So if the digestion is actually too hot, things will pass too quickly and you wouldn't be able to actually fully assimilate the nutrients. And this can show up as loose stools, um, bowel movements more than three times a day, Acid reflux and heartburn are pretty clear indications of tikshna agni. It's like so hot that it's instead of going down the way it's supposed to go, it's rising up. Um, And also if you're too quickly processing the food, like if it's just moving too quickly, not only are you not fully assimilating the nutrients, but this can also lead to ama, which is that word for toxins in the body. And then there's one more type of agni. It's called manda agni, and it correlates with the kapha dosha. And manda means dull. So this is when you have really slow digestion. You don't have much of an appetite. You might love to eat, but your your eyes are bigger than your stomach, or it it can feel like after you eat, you feel really sluggish, like the food sits in your stomach for a long time you're going to tend to experience heavy, large, possibly mucousy bowel movements. They might show up as sinking to the bottom of the toilet. So it's sluggish. It's dull digestion. That can definitely lead to a lot of ama toxins in the body. So those are the four types of Agni, Sama, Vishama, Tikshna, and Manda. And we are all going to experience possibly all of those at different stages. If you are strong in one dosha, you're probably going to relate more to that um, Agni tendency that's related to your dosha. And then you can, if you're, for example, a Vata, but you are experiencing a Pitta imbalance, then you're probably going to notice some of those Tikshna Agni tendencies. So it's not you know, horrible to notice that you're experiencing any of these symptoms. It's just a really good sign of something going on with your body that you can take measures to address and bring balance to. So let me talk now about some of the causes of poor Agni. And in this culture, there are many, and it's really kind of impossible to avoid them all. So you know, just listen for the ones that seem like really clear indicators um, for you, things that you tend to do that maybe, you know, you might want to look at. Again, don't try to feel like bad about yourself if you're doing a lot of these things. Just know like, okay, I can start, I can start with one thing. It's, you know, a little bit goes a long way. 
And even if you just change one thing, it could do something amazing for your health and it could inspire you then to do the next thing and the next thing. So here are some causes of poor Agni. So eating too much or too little and eating at irregular times, so not having consistency. I've talked a little bit before in the podcast about how much Ayurveda favors consistency, um, a steady routine, just like nature. Like if you look at all kinds of animals and plants, you know, they each have their own rhythms, but they each definitely have a rhythm. Like animals, you know, each species of animals tends to get up around the same time, tends to look for their food around the same time tends to rest around the same time. And even with the plants, the trees, you know, each time of the season, they they shed their leaves and they grow the, the new ones in the spring. There's certain times for things and our human lifestyle with all of our conveniences and, you know, automations and lights and heat and all these great conveniences we have also have led us to have quite an irregular lifestyle. So Ayurveda really favors regularity. And if you're eating at all different times, your body really just doesn't know how to respond. Also, um, kind of in that same vein, snacking. So if you, ideally, when I'm talking about regular meal times, you're eating around the same time each meal time if you're snacking a lot in between that can cause poor digestion because you haven't given your body enough time to process the first food before you've added new stuff that needs to be processed so that first food has to sit in your stomach longer you know it might start to ferment there's you know a certain process of stomach acids and enzymes that get released in certain orders and when you eat food soon after you've just had a meal you're really messing with that process also of course uh ayurveda is so individualized and it understands that everybody is different and it understands that whatever your body mind constitution is there's a certain way to eat for your body there's a certain kind of rhythm and there are certain foods that benefit you more and bring you more balance i'm not going to go into that in this episode but that is one of the causes of poor agni is just eating the wrong types of food for your body eating the wrong foods for the season or time of day so if you're eating for example a big salad every day in the winter that's not natural and that's going to cause some issues with digestion. If you're eating a really heavy meal right before bedtime, that's also not natural and it's it's going to disrupt not only your digestion but also your sleep because rather than actually getting to the good part of rest in your sleep where your body gets to digest your experiences and repair cells and all sorts of cell transformation if you've had a heavy meal right before bed then that's what your body has to do is you know focus on that digestion if you are eating certain foods in combination um, ayurveda has some some guidelines for food combining um, i don't I don't actually pay attention too much to some of them because it for my body it hasn't seemed to be a problem but there's a there's a couple things that do feel really important to me to pay attention to and to share. 
So one is dairy with fish is, is not supposed to be a good combination. And also fruit with heavy foods. So fruit digests at a very different rate and way than heavy foods. So especially eating, for example, raw, juicy fruits with something heavy like meat and cheese, those things just digest in such a different way that they can cause problems in your digestion and they could cause fermentation and, and really mess with the process. So it's really... Um, best to have your fruit apart from your meals or at least your heavy meals and especially raw fruit cooked fruits a little bit different Uh, another cause of poor agni is drinking iced drinks with your food so if you imagine um, a fire you're trying to keep this fire this agni is fire and you're trying to keep it balanced and kindled and burning brightly if you pour ice water on it it's just going to douse the fire So, and another example is if you have cooked something, say in like a a glass casserole dish and there's, you know, like the, the baked on gunked up stuff and you're trying to wash it, you're not going to wash it with ice cold water. That'll just make it stick more, right? You always wash things with warm water. So same with your digestion. It's best to have room temp water while you're eating or warm water and even to not drink too, too much water while you're eating Ideally, you're drinking a lot of water in between your meals and you're sipping um, a drink during your meal. And then I'm not like a fanatic about the ice water thing. Traditionally, Ayurveda says not to have ice water at all, but um, for me, it feels really good when it's hot out and I'm not eating a meal and it's the middle of a sunny day, then I'll totally have some iced tea or some iced lemonade and You know, it feels cooling, it feels natural, it feels good. But eating with ice drinks is kind of an important principle to to notice. So other causes of poor Agni are eating on the go, eating while you're stressed, eating a lot during times of change, or eating poorly during times of change, Eating too much dry food and too much raw food or cold food. And also just travel on its own. So if, you, if you've traveled a long way, it's, it's vata disrupting. So it can cause some of that vishama agni. Um, and any sort of big changes can just cause some interruptions or disruptions to your digestion. And then eating too much or too little spice. So Ayurveda is big on digestive spices. They're really important for good digestion, but you can definitely overdo it and cause problems. And if you're not really eating many spices, then you're not really supporting your digestion fully. Of course, processed foods with a lot of ingredients that you can't pronounce and don't know where they came from and were you know, made in a laboratory or are very old and not fresh foods that um, have been sitting on shelves for a long time or foods that are um, cooked and left over for more than a couple of days. Those can all cause disruption to your digestion and ama buildup. 
And then not having enough healthy fats. So healthy fats are so important to so many processes of your body, to lubricating your joints and your skin and your eyes and your digestive tract. So you need some of that lubrication from good healthy fats. Also not having enough water. So if things are just too dry, um, that's going to disrupt your agni as well. So I've talked just now a lot about types of imbalanced Agni and the causes of poor Agni. So now we're going to get to the, the good part, hopefully to be more inspiring and exciting. Some ideas, which I'm sure some of them you're doing already, and maybe some things you might want to try. Um, these are principles of good digestion according to Ayurveda. And some of them just seem like common sense because they are. And some might might be new. So number one, of course, is to just focus on, for the most part, eating eating well, eating wholesome, fresh, whole foods, ideally organic, that is not laced with pesticides and herbicides. But I know that it's it's such it's so unfortunate that those foods have become so expensive in our in our world. And the cheap stuff that's grown, you know, with lots of herbicides and pesticides tends to be cheaper, which is so sad. But it it is something to note that the more wholesome, the more organic, the more natural, the better for your digestion. And I love that there's programs out there that are, you know, for example, I know that food bucks or... um, food stamps there's programs for example here in Durango I was on food stamps for a little while and um, there's great programs where like you get double food bucks if you use them at um, the farmer's market or at certain stores they'll give you double food bucks for when you're buying produce and you know there's programs that are bringing fresh variety of vegetables and fruits to inner cities where they don't tend to get that that great variety of fresh healthy foods so more of that i i hope and wish for our world also avoiding the processed foods you know as much as possible eating at regular times so i i talked about this when i talked about poor agni so i'm going to talk a little bit more about the importance of regularity for your meal times. Ideally, for most people, you're eating around the same time for breakfast in the morning and the same time for lunch and the same time for dinner. And you're eating your biggest meal at the lunchtime, the middle of the day, because that's when Agni is hottest, is strongest. That's the middle of the day. That's when the sun is highest in the sky. So that's when your Agni is strongest and can digest the heavier things. I talked about not eating too late so that you can, you know, begin the digestive process before you lie down and don't have to lie down on a really heavy stomach. So ideally for most people, you're finishing eating by eight. For some people, especially people who are trying to lose weight or people with manda agni, kapha type people, rather than having breakfast, lunch, and dinner, some people will do better with two meals a day. Something like 11 and five will suit them better. People with strong agni or, you know, good appetites want to focus on having those good three meals each day. And then I talked about not snacking too much in between meals, but if you are going to snack, um, light fresh things like fresh fruits or 
nuts and seeds or a nice warming digestive drink like I love having a golden milk in the afternoon or a green juice or a smoothie as a snack kind of in between you know if I'm having lunch at noon and dinner's not till six or something I have a pretty strong Agni so I'm going to get hungry in between that and I like to have a snack so having a snack that is intentional that's healthy that's kind of balanced between your meals not just an hour after. Um, eating fruit like an hour before a meal can be a good way to go because fruit digests so quickly that um, you can eat it probably as, as close as an hour before you eat another meal. And then another thing, so I talked about how you know you are what you eat, but you're also how you eat. So eating as a sacred act, eating each meal and each bite in a way that is reverent to your body and to the food you're taking in. It's our our fast-paced culture is so much about getting things done, checking things off, multitasking. This can really wreak havoc on your digestion because if you're not if you're not slowing down enough, to rest your nervous system before you eat, then you're not in that place of the parasympathetic nervous system, which you probably know is considered the rest and digest state. If you're eating on the go, if you're rushing through eating, if you're multitasking, if you're watching a screen while you're eating, all those things probably have you in some state of slight or high stress, which means you're in the sympathetic nervous system state which is that fight or flight. And that's when, you know, your blood is not focused in your in your center, in your digestive tract. It's focused to your limbs to move and run or your eyes, you know, dilate. Everything is is ready to move rather than to sit still and digest. So a really important principle of good agni is to take the time one, to prepare your food with reverence and with love and with joy. And then two, to actually sit down at a beautiful setting. You know, your table is clear and clean and maybe there's a beautiful centerpiece or some flowers. And then you take a moment before you start eating to slow down, to start to calm your nervous system. Maybe take a few deep breaths. Maybe look at your food and appreciate it and where it came from maybe say a blessing of some kind to honor your food maybe connect it's a great time then to connect with the ways that we're connected to the entire world through our food how we're so interrelated through this food so if we're taking a bite of a vegetable and thinking wow thank you to this farmer that grew this vegetable in the soils of you know, California, or maybe it's from far away, Argentina or Mexico, and and thinking about all the hands that brought it from its farm or garden all the way to you through, you know, the truck driver and the people who worked at the store and all of the ways that this food on your plate came to be there and how that is connecting you with everyone else and everything else in this world. It's a really nice practice to take that time before eating. Also to then enjoy your food, to slow down and chew each bite fully, to not inhale your food, but to chew and to taste 
and to savor because, you know, digestion begins in the mouth. And once you're really tasting your food, you're giving your body a chance to respond with the right types of enzymes and acids to digest that particular food. And then you'll probably eat the right amount, not too much, if you're really slowing down to taste and savor each bite of your food. So I also mentioned before that eating while stressed can disrupt your digestion, and eating while you're emotional can as well. So it's it's best to take some time, especially if you've just had an argument with someone or something has really caused you some anxiety or some emotion, to take some time to sit and process that before you eat, rather than, you know, a lot of us have that tendency to self-medicate with all sorts of things and food can be one of them. So maybe you're stressed and you grab some chocolate or some ice cream, you know, no shame. I totally do that too. But um, one of one of the teachings of Ayurveda is to eat in a calm state. That's what's best for your digestion. So keep that in mind. And, you know, if you are holding on to a lot of fear, anger, sadness, or stress, this actually affects weight. You're, this holding on, you know, it doesn't just get held on to in your mind. Everything's related. So if you're holding on to emotions and you're carrying them without processing them, then it, it's likely going to end up as actually holding on to excess weight as well. Another thing that promotes good digestion, I mentioned before, if you don't have enough healthy fats that your digestive tract is dry and not lubricated enough, it's probably going to lead to bloating and to constipation. So healthy fats um, in your food, cooked, you know, cooking your food in healthy fats, drizzling healthy fats on your food. So things like ghee, olive oil, sesame oil, coconut oil. These are some really good healthy fats. And then of course, including fish oils, either by eating some fish or eating um, supplemental fish oils. These are good not only for your brain, but also for your digestion. Avoiding some of the yuckier oils like canola oil, old stale oil, margarine. Um, These are not those highly sought after beautiful unsaturated fats that we want we're really ideally going for um the good fats that have lots of those essential fatty acids and then fried foods um you know fried foods are so good they're so tasty um remember we're not striving for perfection i love me some good french fries once in a while or empanadas something like that but on occasion because fried foods Um, You know, when you cook the oils that much, when you cook the food that much, um, you're causing free radicals, which affects your health in so many ways. And those those poor quality of oils are also not good for your digestion. And also you've probably noticed, I mean, if you're just even basically attuned to yourself, you probably notice that you eat those fried foods, they taste so good while you're eating them, and then a little while later you feel some stomach ache or something doesn't feel right so just a reminder um, indulge once in a while and be aware that it's an indulgence and 
you know, do it at the right times and then do what you have to afterwards to balance and be aware of not doing it too often. And so one really sweet principle when you're out, when you know you're out of balance, and especially if you're experiencing that vishama agni where you're having digestive issues like constipation, dry, hard stools, irregular stools, bloating and gas, the principle that's easy to remember is just to favor warm and wet in those times. And then also like if you're stressed or traveling or you're experiencing big changes, now knowing that those things are probably likely to disrupt your digestion, you can kind of preempt that by eating really simple, which means generally favoring warm and cooked foods like cooked grains and vegetables, soups, um, perhaps some smoothies that aren't like with the frozen kind of fruit, um, broths are really good, teas, everything warm and wet is really going to support healthy digestion in any times of disruption. And there's one more term from Ayurveda I want to mention today, and it's called Agni Deepana. And that basically means kindling the fire. So, you know, when, we, when you're making a bonfire, you don't start by throwing on the big logs. You start with the kindling, the little sticks or straw or, you know, pieces of dried grass. And Agni Deepana for our bodies is giving our giving our bodies a little bit of something a little while before we eat to start to kindle the digestive power before we take our full meal. So some examples of that might be like 20 minutes before you eat, having some digestive tea, which might be like boiled ginger root or a tea bag that has things like ginger, peppermint, cumin, coriander, fennel having a chai or a golden milk a little while before food. Also, there's this like, if you take some pickled ginger with some lime and some salt, that's uh, an Agni Deepana practice that might appeal to you. Kindling that digestive fire. So let me wrap up here. I know that was a lot of information, so let me just remind you, just take a moment now to kind of take that in. And if there was like one thing that stuck out to you, or two maybe, like one thing that you are like, oh, maybe I should stop doing that, or oh, I could, I could start doing that. Like don't try to take them all on. You can always come back and listen to this again down the road after you've you know, integrated one new habit. So just think for a moment, what's like one thing I want to start doing and just pay attention to that have that in your consciousness it doesn't mean you have to make a drastic change doesn't mean you have to do it all the time just let it start to seep into your consciousness and and let it start to integrate into your life in a gentle way and see what happens you know the best way to have good health is to really pay attention to our bodies because our bodies are so intelligent. They are giving us messages all the time. And that's why it's so important to slow down and take time to see what we're craving, see when we're hungry, see what it feels like when we're eating, what it feels like after we're eating. Pay attention to how things move through our bodies. This will give you so much information 
And you can really become your own healer in that way by really paying attention. You know, in Ayurveda, the definition of health is svasta, to be established in yourself, to live in your own truth, to really know yourself. So that's what I'll leave you with. And I am accepting new clients as an Ayurvedic wellness coach. So if you're feeling a little overwhelmed, not sure what's right for you, I'd love to support you. I really love to work with people one-on-one. It's pretty in-depth. I give you a, a form, an intake form that asks a lot of questions and we go over that form and I, I try to really get to know you um, to, to really establish what your nature is and then from that place we kind of get to the bottom of any issues going on rather than just treat the symptoms with remedies. We really try to understand you and all your life experiences that have brought you to where you're at and then implement the specific Ayurvedic principles that will help to bring about your most radiant, optimal health. So if you're interested, just look at my website, lilyrussoyoga.com. You'll find some information there. I'd love to hear from you if you're enjoying this podcast, if you have any suggestions for topics or guests to have on the podcast. I just, the last episode was that interview with Cheryl McGordy about seasonal cleansing. So I should mention that um, Good Agni also is extremely supported by occasional cleansing. So you can listen to that episode. You can also join us. Cheryl is one of the guest teachers in my upcoming retreat, which is the Fall Rejuvenation Women's Retreat happening at Deer Hill Expeditions, October 7th through 9th. And it's going to be a beautiful time to reconnect with yourself, with women, with friendship and sisterhood. We'll be doing an Ayurvedic gentle cleanse, which is both cleansing and nourishing. We'll be doing yoga, restorative practices. We'll be doing ritual and song and even some dancing. We'll be spending time indoors and outdoors at the beautiful grounds of Deer Hill. There is more information about that at Awakened heart.org slash fall retreat so take a look at that if you might be able to join us i'm super excited and spaces are filling up so let me know soon if you're thinking about coming and i just hope that this finds you well and gives you some inspiration and hopefully doesn't give you any guilt or overwhelm again remember little by little take taking time we're not supposed to rush through anything in this world and even when it comes to our health we just take it one step at a time all right i'm over and out sending lots of love